Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Dub, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. We are here to recap all the Week 6 action, the Week 6 injuries. There's a, it's an interesting week. Rosters are getting thin. The bye weeks are coming. Uh, there was only two teams on bye this week, so it wasn't as bad. But they're going to get worse, folks. And we're here to prepare you for everything that goes on with that. I'm your host, Doug Eddie. I'm here just with Tyler this week. James, unfortunately, is uh, taking the Well, not unfortunately. He's taking the week off. Unfortunately, he suffered a bit of a back injury, so he is uh, healing up. So we want him to get better uh, soon because the back is nothing to be jazzed he, about. He's sitting with Jimmy Jimmy G right now on the on the bench. Yeah, and they're not drinking pina coladas and having a good time. That's for damn sure. No. Uh, Tyler, how the heck are you, my fine friend? I'm good. It, you know, we'll get into it. It was an odd week. You know, when you feel like it's one of those weeks where you feel like your team went off, but it didn't. So it, we'll we'll get into it, but yeah, it's been it's been an odd week for sure. Yeah, looking across some of the scores and some of the leagues, I mean, it's it's a relatively low scoring week thus far, with only two games left. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens here with these last two games and see if they can save it at all. Who knows? But you know what? You know what we don't need to worry about. And I'm on the edge. I'm I, I'm invested in Monday night now because. I need Austin Eckler to rush for over 51 and a half yards in order to win $60 on a $10 bet with our friends over at underdog. They've got daily pickums. They do best ball mania. Now, obviously that's closed for the season, but they'll do another one come next year. Baseball is all done, but they've got NBA, which starts at the end of the month. Hockey just dropped the puck on the season. So they've got all the ways to play. Now you can do a quick draft and draft a team. You can do a pick them. All sorts of different fun ways. I love playing on underdog. My choice of play is to do pickums and do prop bets. I feel that's what I'm good at, even though I don't win as much as I think I should. I've gotten real close a couple of times at some big hitters. I know, I know you have too, Tyler, where we've been like a few yards away. And it's like, yeah, it's been, it's been one of those years where it feels like you hit all of them. Then that one is like 10 yards off a catch off, but they're mm-hmm. so fun to play. So yep. yeah, it, it, it's, it's awesome. I hit on one so far this year, but. The rest have been short. Yeah, I need uh, I need Kyron, uh, I had Kyron Williams score me a t- anytime touchdown, so I got that. And then I also got Garrett Wilson over fifty yards, and I just need Austin Eckler over fifty one and a half rushing yards. And I think he'll do that in his return against Dallas. So fingers crossed. But make sure you go on Underdog. You can download it from the Google Play Store or the Apple iTunes Store. And when you do that, use code DHH to score yourself up to hundred dollars matched right away. So if you only got 50 bucks laying around, just put 50, then you'll have 100 because they'll match the 50. Easy peasy, all sorts of ways to play. Super duper fun. So highly recommend Underdog Fantasy. Let's get into some news. We've got some interesting quarter. It's an interesting year for quarterbacks. I was watching yeah. football earlier and I was talking to um, my wife's aunt's fiance. And I said, it feels like there's been like 50 quarterbacks that have taken snaps in NFL games this year. And he's like, yeah, it does seem like that. Um, because we saw Brian Hoyer take snaps today. Like, it's just ugly. We saw Badgen, Badgen, what's Tyson Badgen? Tyson Badgen, yeah, like Tyson Badgen. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's just one of those weird years. And there's more news here at the quarterback position, and some pretty significant news because 
we've got two players that, I mean, people regard as potential QB1s or at least guys that you're going to start every week, especially in Superflex leagues. And the big news is from rookie Anthony Richardson saying that he's seriously considering going under the knife and having season-ending surgery on his throwing shoulder. Now, we saw the Colts today with Gardner Minshew. He threw it 55 times. He also threw three picks. Wasn't a very great showing, um, but... You know, if the season starts to slip away a little bit, I don't think there's any reason to bring Richardson back. What do you think, Tyler? Yeah, uh, personally, we've seen this storyline with Andrew Luck. He hurt his shoulder. He literally went across seas to see if he can do a different type of rehab. He did like and, a plasma injection like Kobe yeah, used to do, right? It just, it just lingered and lingered and pretty much ended his career. Like the injury was, was just too bad. So for me... Uh, Doug, you know, I have Richardson in a league where I'm competing. I'd love to have him, but personally with a guy like this, uh, get the surgery, make sure it's corrected, make sure your career can be longer than Andrew Lux, because, uh, I don't know if it's a Colts, if they're cursed or what, but let's see Anthony Richardson survive past 10 years. Let's see that. And I know he's had, this is his third shoulder injury he had multiple in florida so this is a concern he's he's a big guy i think he he has big guy syndrome where he thinks he's bigger than most but you're in the nfl now you've you've got to you've got to go down you've got to be be smart about your body and i think this is a big time learning curve for him and uh i know i saw a report like hey you know four games in they're still not sure on richardson i think we know he's good and he's gonna be good it's mm-hmm. just there's one thing he needs to fix and it's especially the for fantasy right i mean oh, yeah. we talk fantasy football i think he'll be just fine when it comes to real football as well we've seen him flash we've seen the electric playmaking ability now i know what you're thinking is on this is if anthony richardson does go under season ending surgery you're going to try to make aggressive trade offers to acquire him <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That does not, that sounds exactly like me. Yes, that is me. Um, the because the owner that, might be like, here we go. Like, I've got this rookie. I paid yeah. the 101 or 102 for. He's already showing up injured. I want to get out now before he's the next RG3. Yeah. And at least like, RG3 had like an offensive rookie of the year type of season, but you know what? Yes. I mean. and, and his was a knee. This is a throwing shoulder, but it is also something that isn't the worst graded AC joint. But it is a very significant injury. But yeah, surgery for me is the best option. And I think that needs to be what he does to see his career go longer than expected. Yeah, 100%. And speaking of shoulders, we've got another quarterback. Deshaun Watson also has an injured shoulder. And he currently can't throw a football. And the the word out of Brown's camp is that there's um a lot of things kind of going around that they're not that they're not super happy with Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson told everyone that like he didn't, he didn't, this coach didn't make up the decision. He was medically cleared to play. And Watson was like, no, I'm not playing. And um, which was interesting because you typically don't hear that. So there seems to be some growing frustration in Cleveland's front office and management with Deshaun Watson. Tyler, we made a trade this week where you acquired Deshaun Watson from me. I sent you Deshaun Watson Tank Dell, who was uh, lower on my wide receiver depth chart. He was on my taxi squad as well as a 2025 second. And you sent me back uh, Lamar Jackson and I think like a late pick, right? So my thoughts were, well, I need to upgrade at quarterback because this is a league where I literally P 
piecemeal quarterback every year because if you have Lamar trade him because Doug is cursed at this position in this league in that particular league. (laughs) It's not great. Thank you, Jared Goff. uh, And thank you, Damon. Uh, But yeah, other than that, it's uh, it's a it's a hot mess at quarterback for me. So I wanted to make an upgrade. And part of me, the motivation to make this trade was to get out on Watson, because I think um, what I've seen so far this year and what we saw last year. I don't know if he's ever going to get his groove back like Stella. I don't, I, I just don't know. And I don't want to take the risk of waiting. I, I get that. But for fantasy, we have seen him get better and better. So for me having Mahomes and Herbert, it was more of like a, Hey, I have the comfort of having those two yeah. and getting the extra is also nice, but hashtag for, humble brags for me. Watson is a guy that the coach said that he's like, well, he's medically cleared, but if you actually, look deeper into the story. Stefanski was wrong on this and he was wrong on how he said it because the doctors cleared him for like the, the x-rays and the MRI, but the bone bruise is different. And, and for physical a, therapy. Yes. There was a, there was a doctor that one of the beat reporters on Pat McAfee was talking and said that a bone bruise can go from two weeks to six weeks. So six weeks could be the timeline. And, you know, she also stated that the locker room isn't against him, that, you know, people know that he he played with a torn ACL at Houston. He he pretty much played hurt for Clemson during their national title run. But now so, he got paid. So what's his motivation? That That's true. But he was also a very good know. quarterback. He, he I mean, if you're underpaid, wouldn't you rather not play on a torn ACL? Like that's the thing. Sure. <laughs> so, I, I just I, I'm not willing to. T- I don't know. It seems to me like a gamble. I know it, exactly what point, it is. I'm just kind of like I'm not it's, willing to take it. It's the name. People don't like Deshaun Watson after what no, happened. It's, if this, if this no, was old I don't care Deshaun, about that. If this was old Deshaun Watson, I think it'd be different. Like, oh my God, do you if remember how? If he was how, playing like old Deshaun Watson, then that, yeah, it that's would be true. Different. Yeah. But he's also he hasn't played a while. This offense is is getting going, and they I mean they beat the 49ers without Watson. And Watson. uh so for me, I still like Watson as a player, but yeah, this is uh, uh once again, I'd rather see him healthy than sure. another player where it's like, dude, get healthy, who cares? <laughs> and speaking of healthy, you're wearing your Vikings gear. Uh, and Justin Jefferson, there's been an update on his timeline. Originally, you know, he was put on IR this week, so he's going to miss four games. But it looks like it's an injury that could take closer to six weeks to heal. Um, and obviously, depending on where the team's at and his uh, status, I mean, again, would you rush him back? Like, if you're losing out, like, oh, I don't know. I mean, if they, can, risky. if they can pull off these victories, um that he's going to come back It's Jefferson. Jefferson was literally on pace to break so many records, which is the saddest part about this. He was going to destroy records. And now because of an injury, you're not going to see that. They'll they'll adjust and be like through the first 45 games played. Yeah. He's on pace (laughs) for 3000. Yeah. He's got more, he's got more receiving yards than the, any bear all time, which is crazy. Yes. Yes, That's very true. That's how bad the bears have been for so long. But, uh, I once again sit, get healthy. The Vikings, they they snuck by this week. They were pretty much begging the Bears to win that game. If Fields was there, Bears would have won. So uh, yeah, probably. If we're gonna go to Tyson Badgett, yeah, uh, he's a kid. It's just like uh, um, what's it? Dorian Robin Robinson Thompson, Arian Tom- Foster Thompson Russ. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, DTR. Wax and Jackson. Yeah. Yes, DTR. Uh, same same thing. Young kids played well in the preseason. 
and then real NFL action, you didn't look like you're ready. So deer in the headlights for sure. Yeah. The, the bears will get to that injury, but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, Jefferson, this is another one of those players where the buying windows there because people need points and Jefferson ain't going to produce points for four to eight weeks. So this could be an opportunity to actually get Jefferson, which is a very rare opportunity. Yep. We also saw guys like Khalil Herbert get put on the IR this week. So he's going to miss time. Um, you know, Rashawn Johnson's out. So it's opening up opportunities. Again, running back is a position that we typically don't invest in very heavily in dynasty. It's kind of our, the way that we process things because you're going to see guys like Craig Reynolds, Donta Foreman, like these guys are going to be, or already are starters. And they're guys that were just available in dynasty. I just picked up Craig Reynolds a couple weeks ago in a dynasty league and Donta Foreman. I cut in a dynasty league. Cause I was like, Oh, he's done. And now he's a starter. So like, cool. It's just wild. The running, Welcome back to running backs. Yeah. It's wild. And speaking of wild. So there's been a lot of injuries, as you know, throughout the season thus far. So just to give you a quick roundup of some of the, Oh, actually, you know, I'm going to stop there. I want to go back. To, I did skip one thing. So bad host behavior. That's on me. <laughs> the, the other news is Denver will be active at the trading deadline and blowing it up. According to sources, Jerry Judy has been rumored to be traded. Cortland Sutton. They've cut Randy Gregory or they traded Randy Gregory. They uh, cut Frank Clark. They are going to clean house in Denver, it seems like. So anticipate some of these big players moving to different teams because Denver's just going to strip it all down. I wouldn't even be surprised if if they can physically move on from Russell. They do it. Oh, yeah. um, and I don't think Russell's playing awfully. He's been playing okay, but he's not playing like the Russell Wilson that they thought they signed up for. And I think Sean Payton is overrated as hell. And, uh, you know, some of the decisions that he made in that game were awful. And he shouldn't make those. Yes, he shouldn't make those decisions as a Super Bowl winning head coach who's highly esteemed and all that jazz. Um, If you could have a team trade for Jerry Judy, Tyler, where would you like to see him? Uh, Carolina. Okay. Um, But the issue is uh, Judy, I think. I mean, I, I thought he's gonna be better than this, but I think his head is so far up his own ass that he's well, that not was the, be the player Steve we thought. Smith thing this week, yeah. Which is interesting. Judy is a fine receiver, but he is not a top tier talented receiver. Steve he's Smith a fine says he's tier three. He's a fine possession receiver. He's mm-hmm. if he's in the right system, he could do what Adam Thielen is doing right now. It's just Judy is so far up his own ass. Like I said, that he just feels like he's the best. He's the dude, which he feels like no one can judge Judy. Yeah, that that's spot on. And <laughs> yes, uh, I, I would like Carolina. I heard Indy is involved. We, we saw it today. So we will that's see where he goes, but he should be out the door this week. There's rumors from Cecil Lammy. He's stated that Judy could be gone this week. Yeah. Trade deadline is on Halloween. So there'll, there, there'll be some tricks and there will be some treats at the trade deadline. I'm sure we're, we're probably going to see a very active trade deadline. It's been getting Javante better year after move. year. I don't think they're going to move on from Javante unless they're like, you know what? We're going to go with Jaleel. Like maybe, I don't know. Uh, I thought Javante looked a lot better this week. Yes. So that was, that was positive to see. All right. So getting on to the injuries, I'm going to give a quick roundup of all the injuries and then we'll talk about it. Um, Cause I don't want to spend all day on broken people. We, we um, could literally do that. <laughs> we, we, literally, we literally could. So here's the rundown of injuries that happened today from your fantasy relevant players. Hope I don't forget anyone, but David Montgomery left the game. I think it was in the early second quarter after getting, uh, he fell on the ball almost and had a chest issue. He did not return. 
Jimmy Garoppolo against the Patriots, his old team, his old, uh, you know, stomping ground, if you will, had a, a back injury. He was actually went to the hospital for this back injury as a precaution. He did not return. Justin Fields dislocated his thumb, popped it back in, wanted to get back in on the game, but he could not hold the football. He exited stage left and did not return. Trevor Lawrence at the very end of the game for Jacksonville uh, hurt his knee and he was out. For the 49ers, they lost for the first time this year to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, there was no undefeated teams at week six, which is wild. But So Debo went out with a shoulder injury. X-rays were negative, so it seems to be a day-to-day type of thing for him. CMC scored the first touchdown of the day, well, for the 1 o'clock window, and uh, scored his touchdown and then had an oblique injury. He came back for a play and then left and never returned. And then we saw Jordan Mason score a touchdown later in that game. Ryan Tannehill in the game over in London suffered an ankle injury. He's in a boot and on crutches, and he was already nursing in a previous ankle issue. So that doesn't look so good for Ryan Tannehill. And then Malik Willis came in and got sacked numerous times over and over again, it seemed like. Uh, and then on Thursday night, Greg Dolchich came back from the IR with a hamstring um, injury and then left the game with a hamstring injury. So he's clearly not ready. And then we had some big names get dinged up, but they did return today. One of them was DK Metcalf. We had Ramondre Stevenson miss some time, but he did come back to score a touchdown. Garrett Wilson, a lot of people were freaking out on X about Garrett Wilson. It looks like he had like a, a just a quick roll of his ankle, but people were, well, you know how like anything is like non-contact. It's an Achilles. It's this. I would say it's probably similar to like Travis Kelsey's injury, but yep. not as severe. Um, he came back and, and had a nice game, had a ton of targets. And then Tyreek Hill went out of the game with cramping, probably drank a jar of pickle juice. Shout out to Scott Fish. And then came back into the game and uh, continued to dominate with 160 plus yards and a touchdown. (laughs) He's ridiculous. I I like how the Dolphins were like, "Eh, we're down 14 points. Hit the go button. Points, 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 points. It's wild. Oh, Mike White going, oh, pick six. Oh, should you be worried? Nope, we'll just run the ball. More points, more points. (laughs) Yeah, Raheem Mostert continues to be a league winner. It's wild. Wow. That, uh, wow. Like, if you, the fact that, a-Chan is hurt is a huge buying opportunity for him because, you know, not for, forgotten guy and not getting points. But, man, that offense, you want any piece in there. Tyreek goes out. Jalen Waddle is majorly involved. It, it shows that if Tyreek goes out, Waddle's the top-tier receiver. And mm-hmm. even without even with Tyreek, he's still a top 12, 15 receiver. Um, going to the injuries, Justin Fields, I'm a little more worried a dislocated thumb. I think we saw Russell Wilson have a major thumb injury. Hopefully there's we no, did, yeah. hopefully there's no issues with any ligaments in there. And um, if so, we could probably see him miss three weeks. Maybe. I mean, he already has issues passing the football to begin with. So just, just let him run. Right. <laughs> uh, the, yes. the thing is, is everybody wanted Tyson Badgett in. And when he got in, the offense fell apart. Like this is oh, the 100%. difference. This is people's issue with Fields. He's a very talented player. It wasn't really him. It was him getting the right offense around him, and you saw it progress. I know he didn't start off too hot today, but I felt like he was starting to get going before that injury, and it's disappointing. He'll probably miss a week or two depending on the injury, but yeah, that that kind of sucks for Justin after he started going off a little bit. Um, Dave Montgomery. I mean, what running back isn't hurt for the Lions? Gibbs is what's wrong with Gibbs? Like, is is he that hurt? I, I the thing I don't like is is Campbell was quoted this week of like, well, we should have a guy that can carry the ball 20 times and then have a change. Of, is Jameer Gibbs going to be DeAndre Swift 2.0? Yes, 
Yes. It sucks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're right. And, and, I, and we all thought it wouldn't happen because they used the number 12 overall pick on him. So we were like, oh, there's no way they spend draft capital like that and not use him. And here we are. Yeah. Yeah. You know what they could use? They could use a cornerback. <laughs> they they use a number 12 pick on not that. They use it yeah, on they could have taken Christian Gonzalez or somebody. And, and for me personally, I, it, it reminds me of dynasty players. Like if you hear and like if you listen to podcasts, like we're in an analyst league. And if you don't, if you kind of hear on the podcast, like, hey, this guy's into this guy, you're kind of like, ooh, it bumps it up in your head. You're like, oh, well, I could use this for trade bait later. And then all of a sudden you draft him too early and you're stuck holding the bag of crap. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what the Lions did. They heard all these teams wanting Gibbs and then they, they went bought, out and, and they bought him. into it. And they're so pumped. They're like, yes, we got this guy before anybody else. <laughs> I mean, he, he's he's so explosive, bad. and he's a guy that needs. If he gets a lane, he's going to take off and go. But he's a slight guy. He's yeah. Th- there's some issues with him. So going to Montgomery, not sure the timeline, but he's been dominating. So I mean, it looks he gets like back he, it looks like he kind of fell on the ball. He had the guy's weight on him, so it's like maybe it might be like a rib, like a like a rib issue, or he just lost like you know shortness of breath type of thing, or I don't know. We'll find out more this week, obviously. Um, you know, Tampa's a pass funnel anyway, so I didn't think he was going to have a big day on the ground because you can pass against Tampa just like Jared Goff did, but you can't really run against them all that well. Yeah, they have a good Goff was away too. So that's nice to see that he can actually produce on yeah. the road. Yep, that is very nice. Any other thoughts on any of the injuries that were suffered today? Um, yeah, well, a lot of them are more MRI-driven. we got to see what the MRI testing shows. So maybe next yep. week we'll know a little more. Yeah, that would be good. All right, before we move on to our kind of uh, free-roaming thoughts, we're like Buffalo over here, who's currently (laughs) playing. Uh, We're free-roaming, the chickens. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Trophy Smack, the best in the business. If you need a trophy for your, whether it's your fantasy baseball league that just wrapped up, maybe you're being proactive instead of reactive, and you're getting your fantasy hockey and basketball trophies secured already before you have a league champion and then you just have to put their plate on it and then you can give it right to them uh nothing worse than having winning a league and then not seeing the trophy for ever um right tyler it happens so (laughs) you can you can get the trophy ahead of time go on trophy smack use code dhh ring not only are you going to get that trophy or that belt when you use code dhh ring you're going to get a free 60 dollar value championship ring it's big it's heavy it's girthy all the things. It's a great freebie for something that you're going to buy anyway. And you can give it to your high score. Maybe you want to keep it for yourself. Make some fun game with it where it passes along to like the high score every week. If you've got people that are local to you or you play at work. Things like that. And the best thing about Trophy Smack is they have stuff for the losers of your league. For every winner, there's always a loser. Someone's going to come in last place. So if you want to get them some, you know, a toilet seat. You want to get uh, costumes for your, if your league has a punishment. You can do that. All sorts of fun stuff on Trophy Smack. So use code DHH ring today and get that free championship ring at checkout. All right, let's talk shop. It's week oh, six. It's, it's such week- a weird week. That's why our energy is kind of just like dull. It was yeah. our energy right now is kind of how the week went. Just like, oh. And the thing okay. is, too, it's week six. It's a pivotal week in fantasy. We're almost halfway through the fantasy regular season. And this is the kind of week where it's like your team might be make or break. And you're like, if I win this week and I go three and three, or if I can get to two and four, like you may have like the thoughts creeping in your head of like, oh, I can, I can take a realistic look at my team and make a run 
And then you see how your team performed and you're like, man, I thought I'd have a good week. And I scored 95 points like this sucks. Um, so it's 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 a matter of the timing of it and it being in it being in general a weird week. What were some of the weirdest things that you saw this week, Tyler, that really stuck out to you? Kyle Pitts scored a touchdown. <laughs> that was and so did John. They almost had they almost had twin box scores between Kyle Pitts and John Smith. I was like, I hate you, Arthur Smith. Same thing with Algier and Bijan. Yeah. Same amount of touches. I, don't, I was that, like, what I don't are we get. doing? I heard the Stupid. announcer. I heard the announcer even say like, "Oh, this I really like this." You know, you got to save Bijan for later in the season. It's like, uh, no, you've got a like elite player. You've got one of the best running backs in the league already, and it's showing, and he's special. And yet, you give him hardly any touches. You play save Tyler Elgio that him way for what? More games lost because of Desmond Ritter's interceptions. Yeah, Desmond Ritter's interceptions. It, like we talked about, like Ritter lost the game. He threw two picks. And tried to give them the game. And Washington couldn't move the ball. They got the ball back. And three different times they had a chance to tie the game. And they didn't. Three times in the fourth quarter to do so. And they didn't. And Drake Ritter London was, was taken. Drake London was taken over that game. Yeah. He's, Alpha. He, yeah. He's an elite player. Which if yep. you like one of those guys that if you went out and got Drake, Drake London on the cheap. Because you saw Ritter sucking. Yeah. You should. I tried. I tried in every single league, and I, I, I sent Alexander I, Madison and a couple hundred dollars worth of auction money, which was the equivalent of like, probably like a Kincaid, in like yeah. tight end premium, uh, to get London because I was like, this is a moment where I, because I thought London was going to have a very good season, and he's having a little bit up and down, but I just love the talent, and I didn't like him at first. I was not a London guy, as you know. I was like, I don't think he can separate all that well. But now that I've seen him at the NFL level, based on what he did last year, I was like, you know what? Like, he's a dude, and I want that. So if I can buy yeah. low on an alpha receiver that'll be a top 10 dynasty receiver, that's the move always. Um, so I was able to go out and acquire him in one league, which I was really happy about. Yeah, so Atlanta should trade for Kirk Cousins. Because if Kirk Cousins went down there, imagine Pitts. Imagine London. Imagine Bijan. Like, Holy shit, that offense would be amazing. And honestly, with the record they have and Kirk Cousins being a free agent, I would not be shocked if he is a landing spot for the Atlanta. The South is wide open. so They are going to be out of contention for one of those big-time quarterbacks in the draft. So why not get a Kirk Cousins-type like type player? Hmm. I mean, we all saw the Saints get Derek Carr, who, in my opinion, looks like crap. He does not look good. I heard I heard the funniest damn thing on a podcast. It's uh Derek Carr is gothic Andy Dalton. <laughs> I thought that was he's like, awesome. what about emo emo Andy Dalton? He could be yes. emo Andy Dalton. Like, I I it's so true. And man, like like you said, the South is wide open, and I would love that landing spot for him. Hey, I get to cheer Kirk on for another year on a different team, and uh that'd be great to see. But yeah. Ritter ain't it, and that's frustrating about Bijan because man, that he could totally be so much better than this. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when they turn the page on Ritter and go to Henneke, who's played well in the NFL when he's had opportunities. He reminds me of like a Dollar Tree version of Brett Favre, like he goes out or Ryan Fitzpatrick, even like he goes out there, he's a gunslinger, he'll make he'll take risks, he just he brings juice to the offense when he's on the field, and I think that's something that the Falcons could use because. I mean, how much longer are you going to be able to trust Ritter to make really boneheaded decisions and turn the ball over? Ritter is like, 
what I'm seeing from Ritter is the same thing I've been seeing from Mac Jones. Like Mac Jones is just making awful decisions. And like he threw a pick today where it's like, just throw it away or run out of bounds. And nope, he tried to force it and threw Hunter Henry was open, but he missed him by five yards and threw an easy pick. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like this yeah. is he's just turning the ball over for no reason. And that's, what's going to lose you football games. And that's, I think the Falcons <laughs> are going to realize that the division, they can win it. They just need better quarterback play. hundred percent. And uh, if you saw Arthur Smith's face today, I think he's he certainly like a realized. cartoon character. I've decided he is awesome though. Like on Pat McAfee show, he goes on every Friday and talks to him. He has such dry humor. He would fit in right with us, Doug. Like his humor is great. We'll have to get him on the show. <laughs> but yeah, uh, l- let's go over to your team. Let's talk about the Patriots. Do you want to? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a dumpster fire still. The offense, they said uh, all over the radio this week, the offense is going to look different. They're going to do different things. Uh, Malik Cunningham took some snaps. That's different. I mean, Zeke got a wildcat snap touchdown. Hey, you guys scored 17 points. You guys scored double digit points. That's different. <laughs> yeah, but it's against the Raiders. And next two weeks, the the Patriots have the Bills and the Dolphins. So when they were lined up on that last play, I said in my head, Crosby's getting a sack here. They're going to give up a safety. And they did. Like mm-hmm. I, in my head, when I was watching, I'm like, this is a safety right here. It's just how the Patriots have been playing. You can kind of tell by the. The whole team the is the whole language. team is undisciplined. There were so many penalties that shot themselves in the foot. Just break the whole. They should be like the Broncos, like at the deadline, sell what you can Who? and start to rebuild. <laughs> Who would you sell? Kendrick Bourne. Someone would be in the yeah. market for Kendrick Ken- Bourne. Kendrick like, Bourne is a nice receiver. You know, on the defensive on the defensive side, Kyle Duggar's a free agent. If you want to trade him, Josh Uche. There's guys out there that you can trade. The thing is, they've had so many injuries this year. You know, Judon and Gonzalez, losing them was huge. And now you've got even more injuries on both sides of the ball. It's a hot freaking mess. I, You know, the, the big debate this week has been Juju Smith-Schuster. Why did you sign him and let Jacoby Myers go when Same Jacoby price. Myers is clearly the better NFL player? And he's showing it because he's scoring a touchdown every freaking week for yep. the Raiders. And he's a borderline wide receiver one. Jimmy G loves him. Cause he's a yeah. guy in the middle, which we all thought Renfro was going to be. Uh, I mean, I was one person that was like, Hey, Renfro could be it. Renfro's on the trading block. So that yeah. could be a yeah, receiver. Move. Yeah. Go to the Patriots. They could use him. I mean, Renfro just had a hundred catches two what two years ago. So, yeah. I mean, he, he can do it. I think it just needs, it needs to be right. But for me, the whole Myers and Smith Schuster thing is like, I actually traded Jacoby Myers this week in a league and got a 2024 second back for him. So I was pretty yep. happy with that. How about, um, I picked him up as an undrafted free agent years ago. So good return on investment. How about we talk a little bit about the rookie quarterbacks that are playing right now? And sure. um, I, I do want to mention Bryce Young because Bryce Young to me looked night and day better. He's making quicker decisions. He he seems to be moving the ball when the offense is on the field. And it looks like he's gaining more trust in himself. Adam Thielen, 33 years old, wide receiver one in fantasy. Holy cow, who saw this coming? But the Panthers are looking for a wide receiver one. Now, me personally think T. Higgins is a perfect player for this. And we saw your boy, wide receiver, Islavish. Andre Aishavash from Princeton. Yes, who, honestly, you called, said he could replace T. Higgins. Mm -hmm. Now, since he's making plays, and he did in the preseason, maybe it shows the Bengals like, hey, we could be okay 
giving up T Higgins. We could be okay yep. trading. Let him. Charlie Jones replace Tyler Boyd. Yep. And still have that stud in Jamar Chase. So mm-hmm. for 100%. me, I think T Higgins uh, should be the one to be moved. I know the Bengals won today, but it was not a pretty win. That was an ugly, that should have been a great fantasy game. And it was cheeks. Yeah. Speaking of receivers, uh, let, let's, We'll, we'll get into JSN a little bit because I want to mention him. But uh, yeah, so for me, Bryce Young, he's stepping in the right direction. Now, Stroud is Stroud. Stroud is just playing lights out. He, he finally threw an interception. God, what a bum. <laughs> just throwing pick. Loser. One pick. Like, who does that? But uh, what are your thoughts on Bryce? I thought Bryce did look better. My, my thing with Bryce and what I see, what I still see from Justin Fields, but I saw mostly in his rookie year, Jalen Hurts' rookie year, is that they're, like I said, I've said it before, this, their, their processing speed is too slow, and it's taken them some time to adapt to the speed of the NFL with these freak athletes all around. Now, I thought he did look better. I would love to see him push the ball down the field, but I think that's coming. But, I mean, he kind of dinked and dunked his way to scoring points. I mean, they were up two touchdowns on the Dolphins at one point. Um, they were looking really good, and then the Dolphins decided that, like, oh, we're at home. Let's turn on the juice and really score. Um, but I thought I, – I do agree with you. I thought Bryce did look better. And as far as Stroud goes, I mean, he's been the best quarterback in this class so far um, because, A, he's been healthy, unlike Anthony Richardson. But he's looked the part. He His processing, his accuracy, that line is only getting healthier, which is only going to help him um, because they were missing, like, three starters, and now they're get, starting to get guys back. Um, you know, no tank today. Um, so that was a factor, but we saw Bob trees get a touchdown. Nico had a decent game. I just think Stroud is and the Texans are a team with really good coaching and he's set up in a position to win. And, you know, Nico, while the Panthers are looking for a number one receiver, Nico profiles as that. So I think Stroud has that. And then he's got a slot guy in tank Dell who he, you know, he banged the table for, um, and wanted them to draft. So they did. So there's obviously a relationship between the two of them already. So, yeah, but Stroud's look great. He's exceeded my expectations for a rookie because, I mean, there's a little bit of that stink of, like, Ohio State quarterbacks not being great because when's the last great one we've seen? Yeah, it's Joe Burrow. Oh, he transferred. Yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow. Um, <laughs> that doesn't yeah, count. No, I, I completely agree. Um, now, when people are like, well, look at Stroud. He's doing it without these stud receivers also. But think about this. Nico Collins, third on receiver. He had a high profile. Mm-hmm. He just had Davis Mills throwing to him. You got Tank Dell, who's Stroud. And in college, Dodge. he didn't have shit. Yeah, college. He, I mean, he had Donovan Peoples-Jones also. But there was a lot of people like Shane Manila who said, hey, this guy's a four-star guy, a high recruit. He could be a baller. He was just mm-hmm. injured and, and things happened. So it, I don't think it's exactly talent, the talent thing, because I think you know all the receivers have talent for Carolina. Their receivers just didn't hit Ter- Terrace Marshall. He didn't hit. He wasn't it. So weird. Yeah. And I mean, that just happens. And then you look at LaVisca. He didn't hit. And then you look at Jonathan Mingo. He looks okay, but he's taking yeah. some time. So yep. it's just sometimes it takes these guys some time. Carolina, I do think if they had T. Higgins, Bryce would be light years better. So I think the best is yet to come for Bryce. So I'm looking up for that. But Let's go to JSN because I think we need to talk about what is happening. And that is he's looking very bad. <laughs> Which you your Are you going to talk up Jake Bobo? Is that what? Is Jake, that, is no, that, no, is no, this, no, no. Is this Jake not, Bobo propaganda? 
I'm not going to talk about a 25 year old wide receiver. Hey, Cooper Cup was a 25 year old rookie. Yeah, Cooper Cup was like 24. Come on, let's not slight Cooper Cup that, but I think he was 25. Jake Bobo is a guy who is out out playing him. Like that's just plain and simple. And that's what's happening. You're seeing it on the field. Mm-hmm. Jason, I don't know what it is. If he's confused about the route concept or what, he's not connecting with Gino. Gino to me looks off a little bit because he isn't connecting with Metcalf or locking on a couple. So, yeah. um. Yeah, JSN, he is, he's definitely struggling right now. I do think it is a good buying opportunity, but I'm also worried. Like, I'm this not. is a guy that we thought should be. We we all knew that this was going to be the situation in year one. That's true. He was, gonna, he was hopefully going to be their wide receiver three, and he wouldn't have a bump in fantasy production unless Lockett or Metcalf missed time. And I, th- I, I don't think anything's changed. My expectations for JSN year one wasn't that he was going to contribute and be in my starting lineup because, and if he was, that's great. Here's the thing. We've seen rookie wide receivers get off to slow starts. And then by the time the double digit weeks come when they really remember he had a wrist injury. He's a rookie. He missed time in training camp. Like these are all the things that can factor in. And then, yeah, if Lockett or Metcalf goes down and then by week 11, like he could be eating. We've seen this happen a ton of times with rookie receivers. I mean, look at guys like Odell Beckham Jr. who missed like the first four weeks of his of his career, and then it took him some time, and then all of a sudden he was this you know huge mega superstar. I don't know that JSN is going to be that, but for me, I never expected to start him in. My, he was a pure like take him at the 105, 106, put him in my taxi squad because of the situation. You and know, enjoy him next year type thing. Enjoy him next year or, you know, or, or maybe hopefully enjoy him next year, but it's definitely the long play. And that's what dynasty is all about. But when you look at this class, I mean, he was the consensus wide receiver one and it wasn't yeah. even close. Now you look at it and you say like, well, you see the things that Zay flowers is doing and you're like, Oh snap. And then of course, Puka comes out of nowhere. Right. Um, so you can't even factor him in the draft process because he was a fourth rounder then. Um, and Quentin Johnson hasn't done anything. So for me, it's like, if you had to reorder it, like I'd probably put, Puka number one with Zay. And then I probably put JSN at wide receiver three, just based on the information that we have now. But for me, nothing's changed. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably smart. Cause uh, for, for me, it was mainly the, the yards per catch or the yard where he caught the ball. Like his, they're just his, not using him in the way that we, they're not using him exactly. for explosive plays. And we know that he has the capability. Like he was four for be, 48. And this could be a Pete Carroll thing because Pete has a history of doing shit like this to rookies. Yeah, that's true. Him. Who, who's another guy? Andy Reed is another one that with the rookies. They let him, they let him simmer and they let him stew. And then they eventually like get to where they need to. They don't, they're not big fans of putting rookies on the field right away. I mean, look at like Charbonnet's workload, like Charbonnet is the same way. They spent a second round pick on Charbonnet and he's not touching the ball a lot because they believe in Ken Walker. But again, it's one of those situations when Charbonnet went to Seattle, Again, you drafted him at the end of the first or the early second, and you weren't like, hey, I'm going to start this guy every week. You're hoping that like he might eat into Walker's workload, and then if Ken Walker goes down with an injury, which he did last year, he was injured, and he has an injury history throughout his college career, that maybe Charbonnet could be the guy. And we're still hoping that. Again, nothing has changed with Seattle. I think it's part of it is a Pete Carroll thing, and you just have to wait it out and be patient. So for me, if someone sends me an offer for JSN trying to buy on the low, I'm holding. Okay. Um. I, I do want to hit on Puka again. 
Uh, he went four for 26 on seven targets. Are you starting to get worried about Cooper Cup being seven for 148 in the touchdown on nine targets? Well, or is Puka it mainly have, Puka had a target in the red zone, which was a really difficult catch. Um, so it could look different. He could have five for 80 and a touchdown just based on one play. So for me, and and he went right back to Puka right after that. So for me, I'm not worried at all. This was a game where the Cardinals defense was playing really well through most of the game. And then in the second half, the Rams changed up their, you know, we talk weird usage. Kyron Williams had three carries in the first half. They come out in the second half and they run the ball down the Cardinals throat the whole second half. And it opened up lanes for cup and Kyron Williams popped off that game in the first half was the Cardinals playing really, really good defense. And then they, the Rams just made the McVay made the right adjustment and it won them the game easily um, by going in the other direction. So for me, I'm not worried about Puka at all. I think the, he's a talented player who is still going to earn the second most targets on that team. And I'm fine with it. I think he's still worth a, a first. Okay. Um, let's talk about a quarterback, a quarterback. A lot of people had as quarterback one who is usually saved by rushing touchdowns, but has looked bad without the offensive coordinator. Uh, was it Steichen Jalen hurts? Okay. This is a, this is complete overreaction because okay. hurts had a bad game today. The jets defense is one of the best in the league. I know without they didn't have sauce. sauce. They didn't have DJ Reed. I get all that. But look what Jalen Hurts did. We can't be like Jalen Hurts was a god last week when he had like three touchdowns. And now he threw three picks. He had a bad game, right? That's going to happen. I'm more concerned about guys. And now this may be a little saucy. I'm more concerned about guys like Patrick Mahomes, who's like quarterback eight or nine in scoring per game. Like. I'm not worried about the guy that has A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, DeAndre. That's Smith. a bad drop today, too. One of, one of the best offensive Smith. one of the best offensive lines in the league. I'm not worried about that guy. The mobile guy that can rush for 100 yards if he needed to. I'm not worried about him. He'll be fine. He's going to have some down weeks. That's okay. He still scored you a decent amount of points. Yeah, he scored I'm a rushing more, touchdown. I'm more worried about Patrick Mahomes because he just played Denver, and he threw a couple of picks, only had one touchdown. I'm worried about the Chiefs offense without Eric Bieniemy because they're not really where's their playmakers. They need they, have they, they need to make a trade or play Rasheed Rice a little more. Like Rasheed uh, Rice we, has looked good. We talked about Andy Reid kind of easing rookies in and it's to the point where it's like okay, Tony ain't it. Tony's Sky Moore ain't it. Sky Moore ain't it. He's too Sky Moore. he ain't it. Sky Moore makes Ronda more look like a heavy set man like that's how bad we're at like every time i see sky at the ball it's just like is he like 130 pounds people looks, are like no he looks tiny 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 he looks like a yeah he's just tiny so so for me uh they need a playmaker as well i mean we talked about judy why can't judy go there that'd be a perfect player because i mean I Mahomes. Mean, the broncos shouldn't care about trading within the division because they're not close to winning anything yeah so uh, honestly, you're going to play him again. Might as well give him somebody that can beat the crap out of you with. So <laughs> you want that top pick. So, yeah, uh, uh, they they will probably be looking at a receiver. We've heard stories of them looking for a receiver. Kelsey, I mean, how many times can you target 13 times at five yards per catch? Like, you can't you can't keep doing that. that get Your offense stuff. isn't going to survive if you keep just throwing to the top. You have to have other weapons on the field and Rasheed Rice 
Mahomes is showing some faith in Rice, and Rice is producing, which is great. He's He's been a really nice red zone threat, and he's been able to get some yards after the catch, which is something that their offense, especially for their pass catchers, sucks. Kadarius Toney sucks at that. Justin Watson, all he does is run downfield, and he's I know he's hurt. MVS, all he does is run downfield. They don't have any guys you can throw a 5-10 to 10 yard pass and have them gain 20 yards. Sky Moore should be that guy. I don't know why he's not, but he's not. No. Um, so I'm more concerned about Mahomes than I am Jalen Hurts. Ten times more concerned about Mahomes. That that that's actually a good point to bring up. Now the thing is, is um, we, when was the last time you saw Mahomes make a like massive throw, like a deep throw? I've seen I, him, I feel I've like seen it's him been get a while. Off downfield a lot. Yeah. When was the last time you seen him with those big like sixty yard bombs that you see Josh Allen making? Uh, when Tyreek Hill was on the team. Exactly. And now they don't have. Uh, you're bringing up a good point. It's kind of uh, making me think a little bit, but. Yeah, no, I agree. And going to the other side, Brees Hall, I get he went twelve for thirty nine. They kept giving him the ball, but man, five for fifty four. Yes, Delvin Cook. We talked about it through text. Delvin Cook. I mean, Michael Carter is. I hate it. (laughs) Michael Carter is the third down back. I mean, we we've seen him. And what is Michael Carter's best uh, attribute right now? And it's pass blocking. He was awesome at at North Carolina. Yeah, he was one of the better ones. So. That is, uh, that's awesome to see that he's starting to get a little more playing time because we were uh, pretty big fans of him. Mm-hmm. Anybody else you really want to hit on? Oh, Chuba, Chuba here. Hubbard. <laughs> you know, Chuba low key has taken Miles Sanders' job. You know, Chuba is—he's been averaging almost five yards a carry. He gets—he's a smaller guy, but he plays bigger than he is. He can play short yardage, and he's really good at the goal line. He reminds me of, um, you know who else is a smaller guy that's really good at the goal line? And I'm not saying they're the same player because they're totally different styles. But Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is a smaller back who's just really good at the goal line. Ramondre is kind of like that. I mean, Ramondre is a little bit bigger. But Chuba just, he finds a way to wiggle through the hole and to get into the end zone. And guys that are typically built like him aren't successful at the How goal big line. do you think he is? I'll let you take a guess. I, I want to say he's 5'9", and he's he's probably 205, 210. He's six one two ten. So six <laughs> one. So the thing is, he looks is smaller. The he issue, looks like Sky Moore out there. The issue with him coming out of college was he was an upright runner. He was a little slighter frame for his actual size, but I think it's yeah. how tall he is that makes him look like that. That's but true. he has he's a very fast guy. He is on the the track team, mm-hmm. so he's got track speed. But the thing was, is he was like Tevin Coleman. That that's who I pretty much comped him to was a guy Zone that can. Runner. Yep, and I think now that he's in the right he system, do that now though. Yeah, yeah, right system. He's learning from his mistakes. We saw this with Dante Foreman. I think later yeah. on in his career, where it's like, okay, maybe instead of dancing around the backfield, I just take off, and that's what we're seeing from Hubbard. Very talented player, drafted early fourth round. So I do think Miles Sanders has to uh, look behind him a little bit because this is more of a split backfield. I think once Sanders comes back. Yeah, 100%, because Sanders has been dinged up with a couple of different maladies. I know they paid him, but if a guy's going to outplay you, like that guy's going to get the job, especially at the running back position where it's a little bit more uh, replaceable, as we know. So, yeah, Chuba, I think, is um, – I have him in a couple of leagues, and I started him in one of them today. So All right. All right. Before we leave, uh, I want to get one contender's buy from you and one seller's buy. For you 
if you're contending, I'm going to try to buy Adam Thielen. Yes, same thought, 100%. Uh, I'm going to buy Adam Thielen because he's a wide receiver one right now. It's not stopping. The The targets are there every single week. Even if they trade for a wide receiver, oh yeah, it's not going to stop. Adam Thielen looks great. He's healthy. He's an older player, so you won't have to pay a first-round pick for Adam Thielen. A second should get it done pretty easily. Oh, yeah. If you're on a contending I think you could get a, I think you get a tad more, too, added to it, like a, yeah. like I would, a CEH. I would also say... I I think he looks I think he looks good and he's dirt cheap right now and he's he's, injury he's he's an injury away. Um, another Jacoby Myers we talked about earlier is another guy that's just getting consistent volume that you can plug in as a wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. Um, and he again I sold him for a second round pick to a contender because I was like you know what I don't think I'm contending this year. I want to I want some picks for this 2024 class that are going to be in the second round to give me some versatility to move around the draft board. Um, so Jacoby is one, um, who, who do you have other than Thielen? Uh, yeah, I was going to say Thielen right now. It's a, it's a little tougher. Look at him Thielen. So now I'm, <laughs> now I'm scrambling, now I'm scrambling a little bit. Uh, Tyler Lockett maybe would be a good one. Okay. Uh, he had a big game today, but I think a second should be able to get it done as well for All Tyler right, Lockett, right. older, older player, but I think his, the better, the better games are coming for him. Mm-hmm. So, Lock it and CEH, I will say, is a good buy. Like, you can probably it, get him as a throw in in a deal. Like Adam Thielen and CEH for a second should be a deal you should get yeah. done. He's a, he's literally an injury away. Every time I've seen him touch the ball, I'm like, he looks better. He looks like he is just like playing and not thinking. Yeah. So I also, that, there's another receiver for you. Josh Palmer is another guy. Josh Palmer. Um, you can get affordably, probably for a, th- a third. I mean, if you can go out and get Quentin Johnson before the game tomorrow night, because there's a chance he could go off, but he's probably worth a second right now. And, and, you, and you paid a first to get him. So Yes. So if the person is just like, oh, I'm done. I hear all these rumors that he's nothing. Palmer's Palmer's in front of him. Maybe offer a second. See what you could do. Uh, a seller, I think, is easily JSN. Like if you're a seller and you're trying to get something for the future, JSN. Um, I'm still trying to get some of these tight ends from this rookie class mayor right he, he had a game well, he he's had he's had two weeks in a row where he's been yep. relevant kincaid is hurt he was out tonight he's a major musgrave. buy musgrave his game his big game is coming he's getting the targets yep. um he's dropped a couple deep bombs but his big game is coming and i would not be shocked if it's sooner than later so yeah musgrave is another one yeah i'm trying to think of other players that are like um that are underperforming that I want to go get Jeff Wilson. Um, well, I mean, buyer. I mean, yeah. I mean, if Raheem Mostert goes down with an injury, like it's, it's going to be Ahmed and Wilson for the next, you know, couple of weeks until H gets back. And there's no guarantee in that. What about, um, Bryce young is a good buy. <laughs> I mean, we talked about him. Yeah. If you, if you're on the, somebody who doesn't listen to the show, that is a heightest, you might be able to get him for a decent price. Especially I mean, we talked you're... about, we talked about Jefferson. I think that's, yeah, T. Higgins is another guy that's coming back from the the ribs, so yeah. he's a he's a good buy. And I, like I told you earlier today, because we were talking about a trade, T. Higgins, he's either gone from Cincinnati or he gets traded. He's going to be paid, and he's going to be the one for a team. Mm-hmm. So those are only that's only promising for him. He's going to get more targets. He's going to be more of a focal point. So there's only positive things coming from that side. So better days are ahead. I agree with you on that one. I, maybe Jalen Hyatt for a seller. 
go get him on the cheap. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I did that. I got him from you yeah. on the cheap. So you know, That's true. I'm also about stocking up. So in the recent couple of weeks, I've traded for Jalen Hyatt, Rasheed Rice, Trey Palmer, some of some of these young receivers that have flashed a little bit in this class. Um, that also don't have, they either have older players in front of them or they don't have much in front of them. Like Rasheed Rice doesn't really have anybody that he's competing with for targets outside of Kelsey. Hyatt, I mean, those Giants receivers, Slayton, Wandale, like Sterling Shepard's still on that roster. Hyatt is unlike any receiver the Giants have. Um, so hoping that like maybe he can become a thing. I mean, we all know that he was the Belitnikov winner, but he produced best when Cedric Tillman was gone. Um, but I was like, you know what? It's worth it to make that deal with you to get the lottery ticket of what Jalen Hyatt could be. And then Trey Palmer, Mike Evans, another guy that could get traded. Um, and he might not come back to the team next year. And they target Trey Palmer. I think he had seven targets today. So that's another guy that I like out of Nebraska who I liked his collegiate profile. And then, you know, I could see Godwin Palmer. Maybe they add someone in the draft. But those are guys that like they're perfect taxi squad guys. Anytime that you can take a player that has potential upside, that's what you want to trade for if you're selling is sell off your Logan Thomases and your Jimmy Garoppolo's, your Jared Goff, well, not Jared Goff, like per se, but like if someone gives you a nice offer and you can get Garrett Wilson back, cool, do that. Um, so that's kind of my mentality, especially in the the industry league that we're in, is that my team is like somewhere in between and it's the worst freaking place to be. Yeah. Is like in between. I, like that's a league this week. I'm like, Oh, I should win this week. And I scored the third most points so far and I'm going to lose and go to, you know, what I mean, two and four. So now I'm going to be stuck in like fifth place. I don't know if I'm going to climb enough to get into the playoffs. Like, what do I want to do? I already started selling. So if I sell off pieces and I win, okay. If I sell off pieces and I lose, okay. Like either way I'm building for the future, gaining assets while getting rid of some of these declining assets that does Logan Thomas have value after the season? No. Does Jimmy Garoppolo have a lot of value after the season? Probably not. So moving on from players like that to get younger players and draft picks is the move that you should be making if you're in the same situation on your teams. Yeah. yeah. And, and and if you are stuck in the middle or you feel like you're not contending, trade running backs. Like they're, they're going to be, if you're rebuilding and you're thinking, okay, in two, three years, I should be done rebuilding and have a, a major contender. Your running backs are going to be deceased by then when it comes to value. So deceased uh, or replaced. Yep. Yes. So like, um, I know I tried to make a trade with you mm-hmm. and uh, a friend of ours, but the trade kind of fell through. But I, I mean, as a rebuilding team, the the running backs, it's like, okay, just just get out from under them it, whenever you can get top value. We talked about this. J- Jonathan Taylor, another guy that's still pretty highly valued. Like get out from under him yeah. if you can. And the thing is, is like, yeah, he he sucked at running the ball. Zach Moss, once again, the dominating factor, but he was involved in the passing game enough to get him up above 10 points. So, yeah, here we are, week six. I, I think by now, everybody should know where they're at in their in their leagues. If you're a contender yep. or a pretender, uh, you may have gotten lucky. I know we always say, look at the power rankings on MFL. Look at your points for, look at your points against, like take a realistic look. Don't just go by your win loss record. Take a really deep dive look and and drill down in the data to be like, I might, I might be four and two, but man, I am not scoring a lot of points. And my points against are like laughably low. So, you know, there's going to be regression coming. So your point in that is you're going to hope to get to the playoffs at that point. And then maybe, maybe make an impact 
And by then it might be too late. Like you're yep. like, oh man, like my team stinks. Ha- has some injuries and... to players to where you can't trade them. It, mm-hmm. it could be a lot of things. Yep. So you just have to be active. And I think that's the biggest thing. So send trades out there actively. Don't be, don't send out disrespectful trades. I've had a handful of those. <laughs> Gotta love those this time of the year. And I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you one thing that will never make you feel disrespected. And that's Manscaped. They, it'll make you feel like the most respected man in the room when you are all cropped. You, you are ready to stop, drop, and open up shop, if you know what I'm saying. It's going to keep you trimmed. It's going to keep you clean. You're going to be smelling like roses. It's one of the best products out there. Manscaped.com. Check it out today. Use code DHH. You'll save 20%. Over 8 million units sold for Manscaped, which is amazing. You're going to get nose and ear trimmer. You're going to get all the things, the wash, the lotion. It's gonna. You're going to smell good. You're going to feel good. You're going to taste good. Or so I've heard. I don't know. I'm not here to fact check things, but just saying. Go on manscaped.com. Use code DHH today to save that 20%. Any final words, Tyler, before we wrap this thing up? No. Um, All right. It, it's like I said, it's been a weird week. Uh, everybody hope James. A friend of mine that... just texted me. It's what a weird week in the NFL. <laughs> and, he's not, <laughs> and he's not watching, by the way, which is hilarious. It, it's such a weird week. And yeah, hopefully next week, James can uh, get the monkey off his back, per se and hopefully be back i am probably going to take the week off spend some time with the family and all that so uh next week it'll either just be doug solo uh go I'll to OnlyFans slash desabute it <laughs> Dis it's french Dis Dis <laughs> and uh hit the, hit the pod there if it's a solo pod that's where we will be broadcasting for sure it'll be an asmr um version <laughs> <laughs> this, this is me eating the biscuit. <laughs> oh my god! You know, every time I've I've actually watched one of those videos, uh, this is gonna. I've be never weird. actually watched one. I have, continue. I have, and low key, it is like goosebumpy. Like you get the chills, like a little bit, and you're just like, like when they do the markers and they drag them across the markers, you just like, like the back of your neck, the hairs kind of stick up. That's what it's meant for. So I'm like, I'm like. Do I enjoy this? No, but uh, it's, side, it's... <laughs> side note before we wrap up. I was on YouTube and one of my suggested videos was an ASMR video of this girl opening Pokemon packs. I was like, I do love the sound of that though. I'm like, I and she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> so it's like, it's it like watching terrifying. Pokemon card packs being open, but it's like ASMR. So yeah, was, you're in, you're in, Doug. You're ter- in. No, I did not watch. I was just like, I can't believe what I just saw but not in a sportscastery way. Oh, um, yeah, man. It, was, it was interesting. But that's going to wrap us up this week. Make sure you check out not only Underdog, Trophy Smack, and Manscaped. Check out Dynasty Nerds. Use code DHH. Save 15% off on any subscriptions, extra episodes, film rooms, all the good stuff from Rich and Team. Trade Calculator as well, which needs a little updating. <laughs> Gardner Minshew's value, but that's a whole other side story. Uh, <laughs> so check them out and go on Verdian Global, Global and check out all the stuff you need for the fall. It's sweatshirt season. Hopefully your girl won't steal it on you. And if they do, that just means you got to buy another one, which helps us out. So go on verdianglobal.com today. Search DHH if you need a a, a took, a hat, or a sweatshirt, all that fun stuff, and a t-shirt even if you want to go party like Tyler, like go snowblow your driveway with a shirt on. I have done that before. I'm not surprised. <laughs> so that is going to wrap us up this week. Leave a review and a some commentary on iTunes for us. We can get bumped up those charts. We would always love that. For your host, Doug, that's me. For Tyler, that's him. We are out of here, and we will see you in week seven.